We've only known each other for three months or something, and for them to open up and be vulnerable about something that's that uh, home for them, that's another great way to build camaraderie. Does it feel like game week? Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. I mean, I, I've been, I'm tired of looking at purple jerseys across from my scrimmage all the time, so um, I'm excited to you know break down some film, start watching Green Bay a little bit, and um, the ball's rolling. It's finally here. The NFL season kicks off Thursday and the Vikings begin a new era of football on Sunday when they host the Packers in the season opener. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We like to call it MVP for short. I'm Tatum Everett. My voice obviously on the fritz after an exciting college football weekend. I'm alongside Gabe Anderson and Jay Nelson here in the TCO radio studios as well as our producer Eric Davidson. And that's sorry for the voice crack. My apologies. It's all good. It's it's uh, part of the casualties of the excitement of a college football weekend. And I think uh, for you, you definitely got to feel the highs and lows of a crazy opening weekend for yeah, college football. Yeah, let's emphasize the lows, I man. was telling Tatum earlier, I grew up a Florida State fan, diehard Florida State football fan my entire life. And I wanted to text her about 10 times last night. And then I just waited because I understood how LSU fans feel because FSU fans have felt that way the past decade. So sorry for your um, weekend. You know, my, Green Bay Packers it was, this week. It was well-deserved. The better team won that night. I totally get it. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I think I'm big enough to admit that. The nicest part is that <laughs> it is the week one of college football, which tends to not mean anything when it gets to the end of the year. <laughs> that's a fair truth. That's um, fair. But that's it's fair. one of those things that you're, you're just looking at it saying, I went through a Viking season last year with all of the uh, tight wins and tight <sighs> what losses. What is with, right? The now teams coming down to the last drives? Now you're at the you're point so with right, LSU that uh, you're uh, kicking it off right away one more. So, Well, as I mentioned it before we got into this podcast, this is a new era of Vikings football, and hopefully we'll see a little bit more dominance than we saw last season. Well, maybe a few less last minute games where we're all on the edge of our seats. If you didn't get a chance to catch last week's podcast, MVP is now two episodes a week, which is why you're listening to this on a Tuesday. We'll release another episode previewing the game on Friday. So for today, I figured since we don't really have a game to recap, let's recap the last week because I don't know. Again, if you tuned in last week, you understand we recorded the podcast Then a flurry of roster moves happened. So we kind of did like an addendum. And so I kind of wanted to go back because even after the addendum, we needed another addendum. The addendum of the addendum. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of what this is about. It was the Vikings making a trade with the Eagles for Jalen Rager. And then Amir Smith-Marset was waived. And then the Vikings signed former Lions quarterback David Blau to the practice squad in a flurry of moves, which is the whole reason why we call it the initial 53-man roster. Yeah. Keyword um, initial. Yeah, and I don't think the roster is going to stay the same. Like, as we record this, I'm not, I won't date ourselves, but as we record this, this roster will probably change again. So addendum is the word. Initial is another word. Don't get your hopes up. This isn't the last roster move for the week. We talked about it last week, too, saying, you know, we were emphasizing the initial part of it. And even after that happened, you make the move to, to get a David Blau as well. And so now you get to the point where you are in the actual week one of the NFL season. It's literally the first day of, of the season. And there was a lot of talk saying, who knows what's going to happen by the end of this week? Who knows what's going to happen after the first game on Sunday? Um, there's that funky window with all the veterans that are available and they don't have to guarantee their contracts after that first game. So there's a lot of potential movement. And, and one thing that the front office has shown, they're not afraid to make a move to get this team better. Yeah, it would not surprise me, Jay. You made a good point of veterans. If they sign post week one, 
the contract is not guaranteed. So I wouldn't be surprised if we make some moves post Green Bay game, especially if we see some discrepancies on both sides of the ball that may warrant that. So keyword goes back to our main point: initial yeah, fifty-three man roster. Yeah, for sure. It it's funny because you think, okay, as a player, you've worked all camp and you're working for that fifty-three man roster spot. But then it's never really a guaranteed thing. You're always having to play at your best level because you never know when it's going to change. And as you just mentioned, the staff could make a lot of changes. And that week one, if you don't show up, it could mean your job. Yeah. And um, there, I mean, it's a, it's a part of the league, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we see it every year where a kicker, I mean, we've seen it here. Who was that, Daniel Carson? Yep, uh, Daniel Carlson. Three field goals week one, and then week two was cut. Like, that's just a part of, you know, this business. It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business, and every team wants to win right now. So th- there's going to be other changes. I remember talking to Pete Bursich earlier this well earlier this week, and he was telling me the story of how he got cut, where he, he was a veteran, and 48 hours up until his contract would have been fully guaranteed, they cut him, Oof. and then they brought him back. So it's no. a part of the business. Like oh, you just man. you just understand it. Amir Abdul yeah. is just a guy that I'm thinking of right now from last year where he didn't make the 53-man roster, but he was on the practice squad. And then he signed to the, the active roster every Saturday for the first like six or seven weeks. So it's a business. They understand that certain moves have to be made at certain points. But hopefully all those moves lead to, leads to a win on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. And I've heard other players, especially veterans that are retired, talk about when you are potentially a top tier draft pick, it buys you some extra time. And then when you're in the league for a while, if you feel like you're kind of set and you've got your starting position, you're pretty good. And then when you become a veteran and you've been around for a while and those contracts keep getting more and more expensive, you start seeing the potential other side of the road of, you know, am I going to get cut because of a you know salary cap issue? It, it's got to be a weird thing. And, and for those guys, you understand, you know, if I put potentially one to three bad games together, then little, you know, voices start creeping in the back of their head saying like, hey, I got to get it together because that is one thing in this league, man. They are not afraid to make some moves and try to pick up people that are willing to help them out on a week to week basis. And it feels like, you know, there's a lot of patience that can happen from the front office. But when it comes to people who are potentially on the back end of that roster, they have to know they have to literally go out there every single practice and give it everything. Otherwise, there's a chance they they might not be on the roster. And Jalen Rager is that new name around here that I think people were surprised to see the Vikings make a move towards. You know, Jay and I weighed in on this a little bit last week. But Gabe, you know, when you saw the news and now that you've had some time to digest it, what are your thoughts on? this pickup. Subjectively, I was thinking, man, a day prior, Amir Amir Smith-Marcel was my one big key observation. It was going to be a a great asset on this team. But objectively, I I understood the move because Jalen Rager, former first round pick, hasn't really had the career that the Philadelphia Eagles thought he was going to have. You bring him here, hopefully that changes form. And then you see Chris Carter, Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver started his career with the Philadelphia Eagles and then comes to Minnesota and then has the career that we all know. He sent Jalen Rager a message on Twitter basically saying like, hey, Minnesota is going to be a good look. You get get an opportunity to redeem yourself. So just understanding the whole sport sporting aspect of, you know, the sporting world, just put it that way. Sometimes a change of pace and a change of scenery is a good thing for a lot of people. Sometimes it's not. But in this case, I really hope he he comes in and, and makes a splash wherever he's used. I think this would be a really good opportunity for him because there's not going to be any pressure on him. He's not going to have to come in and, and be the guy to be the, hey, we need you to be wide receiver one. We need you to do this. 
we already got two to three good wide receivers that can come in and make plays. Like return some punts, uh, hopefully change the field. When we put you in for reverses, like use your speed. Like they, we're, we're going to use him the right way, which ultimately I believe will build his confidence. I think the key on that one is the fact that he doesn't have to be the guy. Yeah, yeah that was, you know, that's a good point. In a city like Philly who their fans are diehard, but they are also – very, very tight on giving you on any kind of leash to kind of have time to develop or anything. In a, in a city like Philly, coming in as the 21st pick, being the pick ahead of Justin Jefferson and seeing what Justin's done for the last two years, there's got to be a ton of pressure on him there. And I feel like a new scenery, new change of pace. Um, you know, we we went through that here before with Laquan Treadwell. He came in as the guy that everyone was ex- assuming him to be. Didn't work out here. He was still in the league. He was with the Jags last year. Got a, a bunch of run with them. I'm hoping a guy like Jalen will be able to come in here, fresh start, like you said, Chris Carter, uh, reaching out. You know, Chris's, fam- Chris's famous story was he literally got traded for $100 to come to the Minnesota Vikings. And when he got here, he was working with people internally and a, a couple people had, had uh, reached out to him. Um, one of the, the main people was Wheelock Whitney and he, he had actually cited at his Hall of Fame speech that being the turning point for not only his career, but his life and being able to you know get some of the things that were happening outside of football under control and handled and really focus on his football career. And hopefully a guy like Jalen can come in here, get a fresh start, get some new mentors, some new people to work with them. And a guy like, I think, you know, Kenny McCardell is going to be a, a instrumental person for him to walk in here and kind of be able to change the mindset of what's happened so far. He was a nice breath of fresh air today when he spoke to the media in the locker room. And I thought he has a very, he has a growth mindset He wants to learn from J.J. and Adam Thielen. And just because, you know, he's draft class members with J.J. didn't mean he wasn't going to be excited to learn from a guy like that. And I think when you can hear that soundbite and if he puts that to action, only good things are hopefully to come. I wanted to to put this in perspective, too, this week. So today is a Monday. A week ago, the quarterbacks on our roster were Kirk Cousins, Kellen Mond, and Sean Mannion. Today, <laughs> their Kirk Cousins gave you know where I'm going. Nick Mullins and David Blau. Yep. I mean, seven days. Yeah. Th- that to me is, I don't know if I would have called that ever. <laughs> the fact that it was, both, the fa- well, the fact that it was both quarterbacks that went and you've got two new quarterbacks as your backups that, as we talked about a, a tiny bit last week and in the last couple of weeks, asking the question, is the backup quarterback on this roster? And the obvious answer at this point was no. And we all assumed at least one of those guys was coming back, but the fact that Mannion went to Seattle and Mond went to Cleveland um, meant that you had a, a glaring hole there that you had to to, to fill. Uh, Mullins was the guy, and then I think uh, you know the David Blau move is, is interesting. It's, it's kind of fun on my part because I've been watching Hard Knocks, and yeah. he's been a very focal point of that show. And so having a guy like David come in here who has been in the league for three years was the same kind of your undrafted quarterback, got his shot in Cleveland, traded to Detroit, and then has spent the last three years in Detroit. Um, it feels like he's a guy that will benefit from having a head coach who's quarterback-minded, and um, it just feels like the the one thing that keeps popping out for me is, man, this guy's tough because he's playing a, a behind some lines that aren't that great, but he's been making the most of his opportunities. And, you know, he takes a hit and he still gets up and keeps moving. Um, even in the fourth quarter of a meaningless game, he's a guy that is like, nope, we're going to score on this thing. And just to keep that momentum going, I, I like the guy's attitude. And I think it's interesting that, you know, he's jumping on this roster. I 
wish him all the best. I just hope we never see him. And sure. I mean that with love. <laughs> Because I don't want to see the third string quarterback, right? So I'm happy he's here. Hopefully he's a good guy in the room to learn, to bounce ideas off of and whatnot. Maybe he's a great scout quarterback. That's what I would really want to see from him. A really good scout quarterback, right? That's what you want your backup quarterback So that's what I want. I just don't want to see him in game action because that means we're literally teetering on the edge of a quarterback disaster. (laughs) Yeah. I I just think of like Sean Mayen, right? He's with the Seahawks now, but he was revered for his knowledge of the game. And as a backup quarterback, you, you kind of want a head coach or an offensive coordinator basically in pads as your backup quarterback. So clearly, Kevin O'Connell and Kwasi Adolfo Mensa see that in Nick Mullins, and they see that in David Blau. So hopefully those guys can just provide another perspective or another breath of fresh air for Kirk. Like Kirk's had the same guy in his ear the past couple of years, and now he has two new guys and then two new coaches. Kevin O'Connell is probably the only guy that he knows that he has a history with. So I think ultimately this can be really good for Kirk also because while he's teaching them stuff, they're teaching him new tricks of the trade also. So I think this is this is um, a win on, on both sides of the ball or well, both sides of the business when it comes to the, the business side and then the football side. So I'm excited to see how this thing plays out. A week ago, I probably wouldn't have <laughs> thought both of those guys. Crazy. I mean, you when we signed Nick Mullins, I had the idea that one sure. of those guys weren't going to be on the roster. But the fact that Kellen and Sean May are not in the roster, kudos to them for finding another squad. But two, that only goes to show that we have a specific type of quarterback that we want as the backup quarterback here. thing about Blau, too, is if you really think about 2019 when he was a undrafted quarterback, he started five games and was really thrown into the trial by fire and including a game against the Vikings. That's I remember when we were playing against him, they weren't quite sure who the quarterback was going to be, if Stafford was going to be injured or not. And Stafford was a tough cookie, but that was when he had a five-game stretch and David Ball played against the Vikings. We beat him 20-7. to But in that game, he, he did some nice things. He still had over 200 yards passing, um, threw a touchdown, had two picks in that one. But he's somebody who has not only... Uh, thrown four touchdowns and and has uh, 984 yards in that season, but he's also caught a touchdown. So he's a guy <laughs> yes. who's 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 uh, a little shifty when it comes to that kind of stuff too. Uh, last two season, I think he had uh, he's played in two other games in the last two seasons. But other than that, you know, they're not relying on him to be the starter. They were relying on him to give them the looks that they need in practice. And um, I'll be curious to see what he can do here now in, in the new system with the Vikings and how they want to use him. And he almost had more rushing yards in 2019 than Kirk. Yeah. I think he had like 38. Kirk has 63. <laughs> now now we're talking big numbers here. So Here we go. I, I here wanna, we go. I don't want to start talking about uh, running back rate or rushing race for the year. But I think this is a really good pickup. I'm, I'm excited for David and Kirk and, and Nick. Nick. And Nick. Yeah. I, well, I know that I can't speak for everyone, but I'm really excited about Sunday. I'm ready to see this new team on display. One of those new faces is Vikings defensive tackle Harrison Phillips. We had him on the show when he signed his contract. I remember him talking about how important it was for him to secure this deal. A second deal in the NFL means, you know, security for your family, right? Like that means a lot to him. He came in here with a super positive attitude, became a team leader immediately. And he sat down with us today to talk a little bit more about his time in Minnesota so far and what he's looking forward to about Sunday. A big welcome back onto the Minnesota Vikings podcast. It's your second appearance, Harrison Phillips, Vikings defensive tackle. The last time we talked to you, you had just signed your deal. 
Honestly, it feels like forever, yet it feels like yesterday. How do you feel? I would concur with that statement. I think that it's it really wasn't that long ago, but man, it's been there, there's been some long days in between then and now, especially with training camp. But everything's been fantastic and finally getting fully settled, finally transitioning into my, my house this nice. week. So Congrats. been up at yeah. the, the Omni for a while. <laughs> but yeah, we're excited. Season's here. And I mean, like I said, days are long. Sometimes it feels like it flew by, like, wow, the season's here already. Uh, but definitely excited. Does it feel like game week? Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. I mean, I, I've been. I'm tired of looking at purple jerseys across from line scrimmage all the time. So um, I'm excited to you know break down some film, start watching Green Bay a little bit, and college football. I think oh my gosh. you got everything kind of getting fired up for NFL football. So. Um, the ball's rolling. Yeah, you spoke today in the locker room talking about how the mental side of the game is where you learn to get better in your game week preparation. Mm -hmm. How does that process get going Monday today and as we move on into the week? Yeah, well, we, we have a bonus day because there's, you know, we're not watching the film from last week's game right now. But, you know, Monday's a lot of or Sunday, really, Sunday night after the game, I kind of break down a lot of the film and, and write up after each play, you know, what I did well, what I what I need to work on. And so that way, Monday, when we go through it as a team, I've already already went through it. And when we leave the building Monday, I'll be able to go home and I'll just watch a couple games of uh, the offense we're playing against, similar defenses we run. So, you know, I can go watch Green Bay versus Chicago last year, last time they played Denver and um, similar shell defenses like ours. And that way, so on, by the off day, I at least can come in and have a general idea of here's some things that, you know, gun run, you know, or what is 11 personnel? What's their identity in 12 personnel? Are they a zone team? Are they a gap scheme? Just broad stroke stuff of, of these offenses. And then each day you kind of go, I, I, I kind of prequel the next day. So Wednesday's more our run game stuff. So on Tuesdays, I'll make sure and look at all the run cutups. And then before our Thursdays, which is more pass stuff, look at their protection and their third downs and um, second and longs and that type of stuff. And then Friday, even though it's a jog through, walk through, we've got the looks at practice. And, um, you know, when I'm out on the field, I'm trying to call out what the play is about to be. Our coaches somewhat make it predictable. Um, but you, you do all that prep work and you can go into a game and they have game plan runs or game plan plays against you. So it completely goes out the door. Um, but it is <laughs> one mental edge that sometimes they do stick to the, themselves and they just say, hey, our stuff's better than your stuff and we're just going to line up and play. Um, and if you can anticipate plays, obviously that helps you a lot. What is preparing for a game week one look like versus preparing for a game week two? You talked yeah. about the mental side, but as far as like the, the physical and just the, I guess, getting yourself prepared to go out for battle. Yeah, luckily we have a great staff here. Um, Tyler Williams sat down with a lot of the older players on the team and put individual plans for each one of us that this is oh, how wow. your Monday should look, this is how your Tuesday should look, this is, you should hit BFR on this day, you should hit the cold tub on this day, here's where you should fit in your acupuncture and your two massages a week and, um, you know, for every player individually. And that can be adjusted based on how clean you come out of the game or, you know, what acute injuries you might have from the week. So, you know, right now we're coming off of the weekend, so. Now it's kind of almost like a knock the rust off, get the body moving. Did I have too many cheese curds at the fair? You know, that type <laughs> of thing. Uh, but we'll come in Wednesday and um, it, it'll, we'll take it all. Same recovery as we would any week. You brought, I mean, you brought it up first. You, you, you got to the fair yesterday. I did, yeah. What we, were your thoughts? First time at the Great Minnesota get-together? Yeah, I can never go back during a weekend. Nah. <laughs> I, I can't do that to myself. Today's uh, kids day. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of shoulder to shoulder uh, bumping into each other. And I'm a big body to squeeze through those tight crowds. <laughs> um, but no, we had a fun time. Uh, my fiance is an animal lover, so we spent a lot of our time over with the, the animals. But um, that didn't mean we didn't wait in line for a lot of the food, too. Mm -hmm. Got a 
food favorite? Fair favorite food? I mean, I actually asked Carly where to go, and she gave some recommendations. Quinn did, too. Um, we went to um, what, Martha's Cookies. Oh. Yeah. We did, uh, I don't remember the cheese curd place, but we oh, got I mean, the, yeah. the, the probably everywhere, most ridiculous every corner, yeah. size of cheese curd you could get. Ended up throwing a handful away. Do <laughs> uh, <but laughs> no. you get them flavored, or you just get the regular ones? I don't even know. Uh, Shay got them, okay. but uh, I okay. should have went because she brought over a bucket. She's like, well, it's only, <laughs> only $5 more. You get 80 <laughs> You know, 80 servings. Of That's course. how they get you. That's yeah. how they get And then they just pack it on top. Yeah. And she ate like, three and was like, no, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you got the rest. <laughs> and I just got cookies sitting in your refrigerator yeah. with no milk. Um, just speaking of, like, your body, right? Like, this is the best you'll feel all year. Mm-hmm. Like, when you when you actually sit back and, and look forward and say, <laughs> Don't like, okay. make me depressed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, but, but your body's going to get in more game day fashion, more yeah. game day shape. So understanding that, does that go into the preparation of getting ready for a game week one versus following weeks? Well, I think I realized that earlier on in my career and why I started taking advantage of the film study is because, like, working harder is not working smarter in this business. So, oh, dang, I got reached. Let me go out after practice and hit, run hills and hit sleds and stuff. You can't do that. So you just need to be more prepared. If we were all max squat or max bench or whatever, we obviously – the strongest that we'll ever be is right now too. As the season goes on, you can't stress your body enough to keep all that strength on um, but you get better at football so it's interesting it, it, because of the reads and um, how how much faster you're able to recognize blocks and concepts and stuff um, that that all kind of plays into effect you're better players the season gets on when was that moment for you that you realized working harder isn't always working smarter you have a, a story of like when that actual moment well was? I think it was through my um, my knee rehab the it, uh, my second year in the NFL, I mean, I was coming back trying to just max out everything every single day and get back as soon as I can. And um, finally, you know, the trainer sent me, you know, real medical journals explaining minimum effective dose and, and how important that is and how overtraining is, is more detrimental than undertraining and some of these these things. So once I read it from people a lot smarter than I, I was in, in real documented uh, case studies and, and medical journals, I started to buy in a little bit more to it. There's a big week here, obviously a lot at stake. Week one out of the gate with a division game against the defending champs. Mm-hmm. What has your experience like against the Packers been in the league so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Aaron got us to jump off sides three or four times that my rookie year when we played him. Um, you know, very, very great quarterback. And like I mentioned to some of the guys uh, this morning when I was talking to them, this is someone who, you know, you play younger quarterbacks, they're not as experienced. They're looking at safety rotation and, and or is it going to be a blitz or not. They don't have a, the knowledge to look down and, and see the difference between this defensive tackle is lined up as a shade or he's a two-eye, he has his right hand down or his right foot back. And um, Rodgers can do that. So you have to be, you know, you have to almost play the game yourself and have this hand down even though you're going this way or have this hand down and go this way. So because if, if, if you just have simple tells, he'll be able to pick that apart and, and can know our whole defense based off of small things like that. So I, I love playing some of the best in the, in the NFL. you got to be on your P's and Q's, and I think that um, Rodgers is one of the best to do it. Have you envisioned the moment yet? Sunday, 325, <laughs> U.S. Bank Stadium, full no, of fans. No, I want to sleep this week, so I'm going to try That's to postpone it as much as possible. But uh, in our in our home preseason game, I kind of missed the uh, – uh, I was in the locker room during the, the, the come out run out on the stage, so – I did that kind of on purpose so I can experience it first nice. time nice. While, as I'm doing it, you know? Yeah, I mean, gearing up for this game, usually, I guess occasionally, you'd have a couple of snaps, at least a couple of snaps from the preseason. And now you're going in absolutely fresh, not sure what it's going to look like against another team before. How does that feel right now? 
Well, I was I was thankful we got that drive against the Raiders. So first um, drive, right? Yeah, first yeah, drive. Yeah, and it was it ended up being a long drive. Which before the game, we're like, yeah, oh, let's go three and out. Yeah. yeah, it ended up being like a twelve play drive. So yeah. that was good to, to get your wind in and um, get the communication, just feel the flow of a game. I think they had their starting no line in, and so that gave us a little more confidence. But those joint practices against the 49ers, another another ramp up, and then come in and have finished camp off with that huge scrimmage we did. So you're going to see not as fundamentally sound football week one. It's just going to come up. You'll see it all the way across the league. Drop passes, holding calls, roughing the pass, these small things. We'll try to be on that as best as we can, but uh, I, I feel solid with where, where I'm at personally. Yeah, personally, I know this is kind of a little off topic, but I'm, we, we talked about this maybe a month ago. Um, episode of Chopping It Up is coming out today. Yeah. And uh, I remember you saying, for you to get to know your teammates better, you always ask them, what's the toughest thing that they've been, been through? Yeah. Any stories that have helped you grow closer to your teammates that, that you don't mind sharing? Uh, I, I don't feel like I have the right to okay. share those stories. But, yeah, there, I mean, some of our teammates, again, the easiest way uh, to connect with someone is everyone's gone through something and, it's gone, and faced adversity before. And to be in the shoes that we're, we're in, um, you face that adversity and come out stronger from it. I mean, I guess generalizing, you know, um, players whose fathers, whatever in their lives, um, players who don't have a parent that's still alive, um, you know, people who have to have had to bury multiple close friends and family, uh, things like that, which, again, if you know some of our player stories, you know, you, they would probably feel more comfortable opening that up. But it's just a, another great way to, you know, we've only known each other for three months or something, and for them to open up and be vulnerable about something that's that uh, home for them, that's a, another great way to build camaraderie. Yeah, I just feel like this locker room is so much closer than, I mean, I've, I've worked in the league for five years, and like this locker room this year is the closest I've ever seen from a team. So I remember when you brought that up, I was like, man, like this is going to be a special year. So I'm, I'm hoping, and we, I mean, we're all hoping that translates to the field. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it all begins on Sunday, which is so crazy to say, finally, mm -hmm. after all of the pre-talk that we've had. Thank you so much to Vikings defensive tackle Harrison Phelps for being here. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank appreciate you so you. much. A big thanks to Harrison Phillips for coming on the podcast for the second time. As game week rolls along, we're doing big things here at the Vikings Entertainment Network. So make sure you stick with Vikings.com or download the Vikings app to stay on top of what's going on. So speaking of that, Gabe, what's cooking for you this week as we gear up to the Packers game? Well, we got the Audible. Yeah, it's episode returning. Of snaps. The Audible. Right. Yeah. We need like I don't know, I don't have very good metaphorical snaps. snaps. <laughs> Maybe my 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 non-existent snapping. Right. I go. promise I try. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are the guests this week. So that'll All be a right. lot of fun. We'll be talking to those guys, getting to know them a little bit. We will have that show every single week this year. So that'll be a lot of fun. Doing that with those guys. The first episode of Chopping It Up is out now. KJ Osborne, Harrison Phillips, who we just had on, and Alexander Madison. Um, we really just dove deep into who those guys are as people, and hopefully you guys will enjoy that. And then lastly, Greg Olson will be the network talent interview this week. So uh, from one Carolina guy to another Carolina guy, it will be good to talk to him and just get his thoughts on Ursula Jr., who's playing this week, and just the Vikings-Packers. This rivalry, this is the biggest game of the year. Not because it's week one, but because it's the Packers. So I'm excited about that. 
you you also like the reason you got Greg is because he's going to be on the call for this game. Absolutely. I mean, this is America's game of the week on Fox to open up the year. What more do you want? I was going to say not not a slow start for this team with a brand new coach <laughs> and a brand new offense and a brand new. Not defense. exactly. It's going to be a shotgun start for everybody, and and I think. Viking fans would really not have it any other way because there's the surprise factor of nobody knows what's about to happen, hopefully good things. Um, But on top of that, the fact that it's Packers week one at home, I think that's a that's a very fun uh, atmosphere that's going to be kicking in this Sunday. Jay, what about you? Especially on the audio side of things, what do we have? Yeah, there's a there's a a bunch of shows that are coming back. Like Gabe said, the Audible's coming back here uh, Thursday nights on KFAN, and then I'll podcast. But we've got a, a little different uh, lineup. So Monday, KFAN's doing Vikings Rewind, which is their standard uh, post game or post night show uh, the next day, kind of their Monday morning quarterback show, getting you ready with all the highlights of everything that happened the day before. Um, Tuesdays, Vikings Country is coming back. Nice. Um, they're going to be running all over the Twin Cities going to different establishments with players. Uh, Mike Musman's going to be there interviewing players, hanging out for a couple hours, having a Miller Lite and, and uh, enjoying themselves with the players. How do you find out where those locations are so you can go? Yep, go to vikings.com and there's a Vikings Country page uh, for the audio page. And on there, it'll have all the different locations and the schedule for the entire season. So I know that sometimes there are some slight changes, but if you check out that vikings.com page, okay. that is where they should have the schedule for the entire season. So you'll see if they'll be in a, a local establishment near near you, or if you're willing, take the drive, go hang out with Mike and a player uh, yeah. every Tuesday nights, have a Miller Lite and enjoy yourself. Uh, Wednesday nights, X's Nose with Kevin O'Connell. Uh, we'll be back on KFAN, and so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the, the Audible is Thursday at 6 p.m. And then following that at 6.30 p.m. is one of our new shows called The Tailgate. That's with Cy Amundsen and some of his funniest friends who are all comedians, but they're also giant football fans. And so Cy is going to have different guests every single week who are fans of the Vikings opponent. And so um, make sure to check that out. That's Thursday at 6.30 right after the Audible. And um, on Friday, the Vikings Vantage is kind of shifting in name to uh, Minnesota Vikings podcast there on Friday. So this podcast version of the, of the Minnesota Vikings podcast will give you kind of the Monday morning quarterback and the uh, kind of preview of what's coming up for the week. Uh, the Friday version on KFAN with Gabe again is going to be kind of your uh, end of the week wrap up and l- final look ahead to what's going to happen the following Sunday. So lots of different audio properties besides the normal Minnesota Vikings podcast that you're listening to. And um, there's just a lot of fun uh, content that we're going to bring you guys this season. And hopefully there's something for everybody and uh, tune in as much as you can. Yeah, I mean, there's no shortage of content. I hate using that word over and over again. No shortage of things to listen to to get you ready for the show. And I like the diversity of it all. Really looking forward to hearing the comedian podcast with Cy and his friends. Yeah, that's it. It's something that he's been working really hard on this offseason, something that we really talked about and have really put a ton of time and effort into. Um, Trust me, these are some of the biggest names that are in the comedy world. And uh, as you all know, everyone are giant fans, but these guys are fans and funny about it. And (laughs) the best part about it is you realize that 
they are just like every other rube going to you know an establishment to watch a game. They've got the highs, they've got the lows, they, they've they've seen it all, but they can also put their a fun spin on it to kind of really just encapsulate what it means to be a fan and what it means to you know be a diehard for for the colors that they support. So it's a lot of fun. The some of the test shows and stuff that we've done are, are great, and we've got some bigger names that are in the works that we're trying to snag here. So um, yeah, we're really excited about it, and we hope that uh, people tune in whether it's uh, on KFN at 6.30 p.m. Thursday nights or uh, download it as a podcast form because the podcast form most likely will be a little bit longer than the radio form. So okay, there's a lot nice. of really good stuff and, and um, you know, consume it however you are comfortable. That's right. And Friday Football Feast returns this year with PA and Charge. They're taking it on the road to multiple Buffalo Wild Wings. This week's is at Oakdale. I'm kicking it off with them and pumped to bring my parents who are in town to the show. They they usually listen to it um, just because, you know, I monitor or whatever. Uh, but but now they get to kind of see it in person. So, Rubes, I really hope to see you there. Trust me, Friday <laughs> at a B-dubs for opening week with it being Packers week. And I you are so. bringing your parents. I that am. is that is some gutsy calls right there. Yeah, well, they wanted to come to this game. They requested it. They booked a flight. They were like, "We want to be at this game." So they're, oh you know, they're Vikings fans now. So uh, they got no choice. Yeah, they don't. They don't. <laughs> well, they look good in purple and gold. So. There you go. And then, of course, Game Day Live resumes this week on Fox Nine. That show will be from nine thirty to eleven o'clock every Sunday before a Vikings game. So they'll be live out in front of the kickoff concert before the Packers game. Of course, the kickoff concert before the game is with Mitchell Tenpenny. That's going to be super fun. So the show will be before that. It's now hosted by Mark Rosen. You might see Gabe and I on there sometimes. If you see me singing... Mitchell Tenpenny this week. You don't know Mitchell Tenpenny. I love Mitchell Tenpenny. You get out of town. I will be there. Whatever time it starts, singing my hearts out with, with the hoodie on so people don't know who is. No, oh, yeah, you're too embarrassed now. Well, you <laughs> no, just saw him on no, the podcast, I'll, I'll be, you like him. I'll be <laughs> white t-shirt, basketball shorts, singing my heart out. Hopefully, I hope it's raining so I can like have my cowboy hat just like singing at the top of my lungs. I was going to say, Gabe needs a Stetson. I got to see him out there in, in the front row. <laughs> he just row came back from Stetson. Texas. Exactly. You yeah. should have bought one. Yeah. 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 Bought one. At least you have somebody who can send one back. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, but on on that show as well, we will have our game day live interview with the player where we sit down and talk in depth. Those will be released over the weekend or you can watch it in game day live. I mean, I feel like we have taken a lot of time dedicated to this, but you guys, we've been, you know, having so many meetings and talks and, and brainstorming sessions and really trying to make sure that we can get a wide array of content to feed the beast, right? To, to make sure that fans get what they need, what they want to get ready for this team and to bring the excitement because this, this is a really exciting time. Eight plus months of planning yep. is now going to get to the point where it's the week one of many, many weeks to come. And for all of us, for all of the time, effort and energy we've put into it and the thinking, it's go time. And it's just a lot of fun to think that the season is upon us and all of the planning that we've done, the excitement of that is something we can finally share with fans. We finally have structure. We finally have routine. <laughs> and we finally have football back. That's and I, so true. I can't be more excited for that. What's the, what's the saying, Jay? Like, this is the one time of the year that everyone has a plan. If you told me something a while ago and it was like brilliant. It was basically. Well, it, it, for me, it, it, like you said, it, it's the structure of it all. It's like everyone just knows what the roles are and you can just go. And for us, that is something that. The off season, you're 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 talking about the talkers, and you're trying to figure out, you know, what is relevant, what do fans want to hear. Now we know what it is. It is 
all football all the time. These games count. Preseason gives you a taste. Training camp definitely gives you a taste and gets you closer to the the action a little bit. But there is so many unknown storylines going on for this week one that you're finally going to get a little bit of the curtain pulled back to figure out exactly what you have with this team. Finally is the key word, and we couldn't be more excited for this season opener on Sunday. Kickoff is set for 325. Stick with Vikings.com and the Vikings app for everything you need to know to get ready for the big game. Hope to see you guys out there as we celebrate the kickoff of the 2022 Vikings season. Woo!